0: Howdy, howdy! Howdy! And welcome oh. to... But It Was Aliens! <laughs> the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe alien incidents to convince you that aliens exist, but where we usually end up confirming that aliens weren't involved, or that Jiminy Cricket is a pervert. Yes, he is. I'm your friendly neighbourhood host this week, Greybeard. And alongside me as always is the mooning one Granville Moonwalker. This week we are probing an actual extraterrestrial being.
1: One of these days if you keep poking the bear <laughs> you're going to get mooned.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the size of, of your one of these days
0: but <laughs> is, is can you really call that a moon
1: Two planets? Or a
0: galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a galaxy in my ass. <laughs> a black hole. <laughs> Before we get to the being, we need to meet one George Van Tassel. Hi, George. Hello, George. It's been said that Van Tassel was probably the most important person for the perpetuation of the contact movement. As we delve in here, it will quickly become apparent why that is. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We will jump back and forth a tad, but today's tale starts in 1947. Van Tassel had moved to Giant Rock near Landers in the Mojave or Mojave Desert, Mojave, or the Mojave <laughs> Desert of California. Here. I was a party. It's
1: been a while since we've had that.
0: Indeed. I tried to get out of the habit, and I just, it's been so long now since we've been to California that I couldn't help myself. Completely forgot it. Anyway, here Van Tassel developed a little airstrip, as well as a guest ranch and a coffee shop. Mm. The next year, Van Tassel had formed the Brotherhood of the Cosmic Christ.
1: So Probers, a couple of weeks back, Greybeard had told me that he was uh, working on a case that was very much a me case. (laughs) I believe we have the case. I'm going to be honest with you. This isn't isn't
0: the one. one. (laughs) (laughs) You'll know instantly when it is the one, but I can see what you think this is. That one's, I've got quite ahead of myself with my research and that one's a little bit away as yet. But, yeah, you're going to know when that one comes <laughs> up.
1: Fair days. <laughs> so he's gone from family man to owning an airstrip and a cult. <laughs> Just like that, yeah. I don't really um, know how. <laughs> Just happened. Is he still with his family or has he left them? Has he abandoned his family to create a new family? I don't think he's got a family with, a with
0: him cult. at this point. We might get into that later
1: brotherhood of the cosmic christ so is that to assume that he's met an alien or worships an alien who he believes is the extraterrestrial version of jesus el savior christ
0: christ how can i answer that without spoiling the episode
1: you can say you are right but let's continue
0: You might be right, you might not be right, but let's continue. From Giant Rock, things
1: really took off. Can I just ask one question? Yes. Was it an actual Giant Rock?
0: I'm going to get into that momentarily.
1: Into the rock or into if it was an actual Giant Rock?
0: Quite literally, into the rock. (laughs) But let's just answer a few of your questions. Van Tassel had been born into a middle class family in Jefferson, Ohio in 1910. After school, Van Tassel moved to Cleveland and secured employment as an aircraft mechanic at an airport. I've seen documentation suggesting that Van Tassel also became a flight inspector later and had a private flight license too, so for a change, you can take this bit as legit. Van Tassel knows his shit. In 1930 at 20 years of age van tassel moved to california and got a job as a car mechanic at his uncle's garage in the california garage whilst pumping gas van tassel would meet eccentric prospector frank kritzer who claimed to be working a mine near giant rock landers california as i said By 1947, Van Tassel left the aerospace industry, in which he was successful, and moved to Giant Rock. There, the family lived in underground rooms under Giant Rock that the prospector Frank had previously excavated. Here's a photo of Giant Rock for reference. It is, quite literally, a Giant Rock. Goddamn. It's a big rock.
1: That is a big rock. Hold on. They lived in rooms under this rock? like <laughs> <laughs> they the fucking borrowers?
0: <laughs> More like the borrowers. <laughs> Basically, yes. That's that's quite literally what's going on here. <laughs> so think to yourself, how is this possible?
1: Either they created a community underground, like they're mole people, or they are literally borrowers in terms of size. They are how big is a borrower? Like a
0: foot no inches no, isn't it? It's inches not feet, sorry. 4 inches something like that. Probably about All 6 right. I'd
1: say. Yeah, for a the huge big difference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: how did Frank get him to go there? Like did he promise him anything or promise him work? I might come back to that a little bit later. Promise him some uh, booty in a cult.
0: Kind not not quite. Kind of talked about it, and he was like, "I'm having uh, some of that." But so we'll, he we get it. It we'll get into
1: to it. We'll get into Get him there, he was like, "You can come and do this with me. Come and bring all your money, so I can claim all the goodies." When not
0: you go. not quite. I'll be <laughs> honest, but kind of along those lines a little bit.
1: <laughs> okay, we're
0: gonna move with this one, <laughs> son. We're gonna move. It said that Frank, in excavating the ground, was inspired by desert tortoises that dug holes to cool down in. So Frank, years earlier, dug out his own hole. What <laughs> tools do you think Frank <laughs> used? Now remember,
1: he was inspired by tortoises. He used his hands. I've... He was inspired by tortoises, but I've never seen tortoises...
0: Um oh you know oh, what
1: tortoises use don't they use their butt and they do that little wiggle they're like what sort
0: of tortoises have you been watching
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to think tortoises of tortoises
0: wiggle their butt to tunnel
1: oh they kind of like bury themselves back in they do a little butt wiggle
0: they swivel like womp, pneumatic womp, grills womp.
1: other than that I can't think of what tortoises do to uh dig holes I've given you a little clue here What's happened? I'm pretty sure Tortoise has never used that. (laughs) Used what, sir? Back in 82? (laughs) Frank threw some dynamite a quarter mile. (laughs) So
0: Frank used dynamite! He blew out holes before building ventilation tunnels and whatnot. By 1941, an airstrip Frank had built was averaging one plane per day. Unfortunately... Frank fell foul of the law and whilst he was being investigated by the police under suspicion of being a German spy during World War <laughs> II Frank passed away in a self Detonated dynamite explosion in one of the underground rooms on July the 24th, 1942, during a police siege. Or oh, did he? Van Tassel heard the news about Frank Kritzer, and that's when he moved in himself during 1947, applying for a lease on the then derelict airstrip. He did. <laughs> Van Nippeltassel expanded upon the building turning the airstrip into an airport and also building a store a gas station and his own home some of which i previously mentioned that was an all van tassel built but i don't want to get ahead of myself
1: (laughs) so um he'd well he didn't go with frank did he No. He knew what.
0: (laughs) He knew about it from when Frank was talking to him and then he heard Frank was dead and and he was like, like, I'm I'm in on that.
1: (laughs) He's like, let me go out there. Frank's done all the hard work. Let me just set up shop. I was going to say that maybe Frank had played possum and hadn't actually killed himself. No. But no. Frank is lurked. Yeah
0: siege. They thought he was a spy.
1: <laughs> Just <laughs> this is bonkers, and I've barely begun. Imagine if he was though.
0: What was he spying on in the middle of a rock?
1: Don't know. Maybe it was the uh, gateway to the underground aliens. That to
0: be fair, we've we've covered um, the Nazi connection mm-hmm. to aliens early on in this podcast, and uh, I'm I'm not gonna. <laughs> say that that isn't a slight possibility they did some crazy shit
1: maybe he was checking out another another site
0: the more i think about it maybe this is one that you probably should <laughs> 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 you? van tassel begun meditating under giant rock which by the way native americans believed to be sacred Okay, Van Tassel already had his Cosmic Christ group by 1948, a year after moving in. But here is when things really took off. Because Van Tassel would begin receiving communications. He found his true being and could hear his inner voice, messages from supernatural beings. This is such a case, isn't it? Yep.
1: How is is it this like? when he was... Uh meditating that he heard these voices
0: to begin with yes
1: so what he heard was his own conscience he was literally just talking to himself while he no. had his eyes closed
0: he was hearing supernatural beings
1: what were they saying
0: take a dump on the big rock go on you know you want to so we are going to get into what they were saying very shortly, and I can confirm that that is not what they were saying. Take a shit on the rock! <laughs> <laughs> what are the aliens trying to achieve by saying that, sir? Ah,
1: oh, did, uh, did one of them ask him to take a dump on the rock? No! And I've then, already said that. <laughs> and then the other one went, If you smell la, 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 la,
0: what the rock is... This is actually Dwayne Johnson's origin story. (laughs) (laughs) The rock crawls out of the rock.
1: Uh, He did have tassels.
0: Indeed, to begin with, he did, yes. Correct, sir.
1: This is the true origin stories of Dwayne Big Rock Johnson.
0: (laughs) Hard rock.
1: What if Big Rock is the rock's final evolution? He's a Pokemon. He's into
0: an actual <laughs> rock. We yes. can't move anymore. He's super evolved. You can't top that form. Can't break rock it. used rock. I'm only paper beats rock. And dynamite. Especially when used by a tortoise. Or tortoise butt wiggle apparently. <laughs> Squirtle used butt wriggle. Destroys the rock.
1: I'm gonna look that up because I've seen it somewhere. Turtle butt wriggle
0: Van Tassel begun receiving specific communications in January of 1952 but things escalated in July when an entity named Portla sent a message to Van Tassel saying
2: Approaching your solar system is a flying saucer with our chief aboard Commandant of the station Shah ...in charge of four sectors.
0: This commander would be... Ashtar. Ashtar! 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 himself.
1: I have the power! Ashtar, Ashtar
0: himself <laughs> would then make contact with Van Tassel... ...introducing himself as... Ashtar! Commandant Quadra Sector, Patrol Station Shah... Oh, did I mention that Van Tassel received these messages via automatic writing? Sorry, what? So, do you remember Dorothy and the Seekers, the Christmas episode from a year or so ago, Mm -hmm. where you basically sort of go into a trance or meditate and your hand starts writing by itself and it's not your hand writing, etc.?
1: So essentially what he'd done is put the pen in his non-dominant hand and closed his eyes and tried to write. Right, we've had the sceptical conversation recently, <laughs> sir.
0: <laughs> sort your shit out. <laughs> this is a U case. Why are you not uing all over it? Okay. Wow. <laughs> no, not again. Automatic
1: writing.
0: One day. I'm going to get you to do some automatic writing and you're going to write a proper in-depth alien message and blow your shit away. You're going to be so in.
1: How surprised are you going to be if halfway through that message, it literally reads, Kevin is a prick. Wow. And her grey balls.
0: I I couldn't really blame anyone for thinking (laughs) that, to be
1: honest. And he likes to probe. I mean, that's a slight stretch. He likes to probe. I mean, we've heard about... So we've got Ashtar. Ashtar! And he already had his cult at this point. Yep. What were the cult beliefs? I don't think we've gone over that.
0: We haven't. We may get into them... Well, in fact, we are going to get into what the cult grows towards.
1: How big is the cult?
0: We'll also get into that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just him and one other. I'm going to be honest, you're going to be a little bit surprised. That's all I'm saying. Okay.
1: So, um, who's Ashtar working for?
0: Oh, Ashtar is the commander.
1: Yeah. So,
0: who's working for Ashtar might be a better question. I mean,
1: if he's the the commander, there's got to be someone higher than him. There's always someone higher.
0: We. I'm not even going to answer that question.
1: Just like, um, wasn't Loki working for... Oh, what's this?
0: I thought you were going to go for like Valiant Four working for the Venus government, but nope, you've gone for Marvel.
1: Yeah, his name, that blue twat in Guardians of the Galaxy, wasn't Loki working for him. (laughs) And then he was working for um, Thanos. Thanos.
0: Anywho, here's a quick photo of Van Tassel as we continue with this marvelous true tale. The Cosmic Christ group met weekly and was a small group, meditating and channeling. Messages received were at first recorded, recorded as coming from the Golden Destiny. As the channeler, Van Tassel would enter into an area of golden mist in his mind and hear words, saying them aloud whilst everyone else would take down what was said but Van Tassel moved on as he formed the Ministry of Universal Wisdom in 1953, now that Ashtar had made contact. Messages were now being received telepathically from beings in spaceships rather than spiritual entities of peace. The group saw itself as a scientific research group interested in the UFO experience, the ministry was an evolution of Van Tassel's previous groups, spreading the good word. Van Tassel began expanding his weekly channeling sessions. People could now attend and ask questions of the extraterrestrials,
1: like Ashtar. Alright, so, Van Tassel. Looks like your typical old timey con artist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to question...
0: Are you getting a Damski vibes?
1: ...is, I am... In these cases where people are apparently in a trance and relaying messages from divine beings and stuff like that, yes, has anyone just gone up to them and slapped them? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Van Tassel was given a reading,
1: or tickled them. Mm, zebra, because zebra. I suppose if zebra, they're zebra piece. if Gravel
0: <laughs> walks up, <laughs> knocks him round the face, pow. Now what? <laughs> you pick him up and start lifting him. Van Tassel was like convulsing, saying all these <laughs>
1: Cause I suppose if um they're in a trance that they wouldn't have or they wouldn't experience the senses of the body. So um say for example yeah. they were sitting cross legged mm-hmm. and they were apparently in a trance, you literally just walked up to them nice and quietly. Place your foot between their legs and slowly put your foot on their nuts. Would they react? But you're not stamping. You're just applying pressure.
0: Gradually increasing.
1: Would they react to it? If you took a feather and started tickling it under their nose, would the body twitch and react? I mean, it shouldn't do if they're in a trance.
0: I suppose it depends upon how deep the trance is. I mean, if if extraterrestrial
1: beings are channeling through them, I don't think anything's breaking that. Maybe a steel chair to the head or an RKO out of nowhere, but some applied pressure to the nuts? I wouldn't have thought so.
0: It's it's hard to say. I've um, been around people who... I thought you were about
1: to say, (laughs) (laughs) I've 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 been in a trance... (laughs)
0: you walk in to record the next episode and I'm sitting there vibrating <laughs> you clock me around the face I and I don't respond sure. I start floating
1: I'll just get um, a glass of rum and just walk I, that I, under I drop nose. down <laughs> settle down settle down grey
0: but yeah I've being around people in a professional capacity who do experience like trance-like states and stuff in the past, and Mm -hmm. it depends. I mean... Some are unresponsive. That's different. But that could have been what this is. We don't know. But they're... (laughs) Don't you sigh at me!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Being in a trance-like state and being in a trance-like state receiving messages from a higher alien being and answering questions from them are two different things. Sometimes you can just drift off and someone can say something and you wouldn't even notice they'd said anything, like a trance-like state like that. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Different, yeah, Yeah, I get you.
1: Someone could tickle you and you'd kind of snap out of it. But if you're relaying messages from another species completely, I'm not sure a feather up the nose is going to break that bond. Again, it probably depends on how strong that bond is. Strong enough to take a apply pressure to nutsack.
0: What if they're female?
1: Apply titty twister?
0: Oh. Ashtar <laughs> was from the planet Metharia in the solar system of Alpha Centauri. On july the eighteenth, nineteen fifty-two. That first message Van Tassel had received went as follows.
2: Hail to you beings of Shan! I greet you in love and peace! My identity is Ashtar! Commandant Quadrasector Patrol Station Shah! All projections, are waves! Greetings! Through the Council of the Seven Lights, you have been brought here inspired with the inner light to help your fellow man. You are mortals and other mortals can only understand that which their fellow man can understand. The purpose of this organization is, in a sense, to save mankind from himself. Some years ago, your time, Your nuclear physicists penetrated the book of knowledge. They discovered how to explode the atom. Disgusting as the results have been? That this force should be used for destruction? It is not compared to that which can be. We have not been concerned with their explosion of plutonium and UR-235, the uranium mother element. This atom is an inert element. We are concerned, however, With their attempt to explode a hydrogen element. This element is life-giving along with five other elements in the air you breathe. In the water you drink in the composition of your physical substance hydrogen. Did you get that?
1: How many times have we been told that they are here to save us from ourselves? Quite a lot. And I'm going to be honest, as
0: I was reading that, it occurred to me that it sounds like someone was doing the... 50s or 60s equivalent, well, 1952 equivalent of Google and looking up a bunch of science shit and then writing it down to make themselves sound credible. Mm-hmm. But this one continues. <laughs> <Ooh. sighs> Quite a lengthy message, isn't it? I did debate. It whether is. I won't read them all out. I'll do a couple of bits and pieces from here on in.
1: Every time there's a message, it's always about nuclear, isn't it? nuclear destruction. I mean, it's fucking deadly. But,
0: but. yeah, that's, that's just the point, isn't it? Whilst it is often about that, that is probably something that is going to get the attention of superior extraterrestrial beings.
1: Do you think that they would really give a shit if we were to sit here and blow ourselves up?
0: Some might. I wouldn't say that all. But there's probably some sort of peace
1: and love species out there
0: that just want everyone to get along that do care.
1: Do you think that Earth's place in the solar system, if it was to disappear, would have a knock-on effect on other planets in the solar system. The same way as well, if it would, the yeah. moon yeah. was to disappear, it would start fucking us up.
0: Yeah, I mean, the planets have changed positions in the past. If you take a planet out, then it's going to have all sorts of potentially catastrophic impact. I mean... Uh... Ashtar starts his next correspondence on August the 3rd, 1952 as follows.
2: In the light of universal law, I greet you in peace? I am Ashtar. Ashtar. With reference to all attempts to trap us, I would suggest that it would be much easier to trap a character off the visor of your television. When your authorities discover how to trap light substance, we would also like to know the formula. We ignore any further discussion on this subject. Ashtar goes on to say: For those few whose mentality is not diverted, men of science, I shall inform you that our ships could not be visible to the mortal eye of the people of Sharon, were it not for the elements in your atmosphere. A few enlightened minds will understand that.
0: I guess at this point, humans were trying to trap Ashtar. Meanwhile, is Ashtar calling us stupid?
1: What's happening is that um, Adamski 2.0 has given himself an owl (laughs) before he uh, starts saying that there's ships everywhere. How so? And they're like, well, why can't we see them? Well,
2: because of the substances in our atmosphere, our eyes cannot see their ships, so it would be futile to try to trap Ashtar.
0: Van Tassel is putting on this exact voice as
2: he's talking
0: <laughs> as Ashtar.
2: You can't find us. Give me all your money via giving it to Van Tassel.
1: And the reason it would be much easier to... uh capture one of these beings off our television screens or whatever he said Mm -hmm. is because he doesn't exist (laughs) it's all bullshit you better check yourself fucking adamski 2.0 in this i believe in total
0: there were 10 documented communications from ashtar in a nutshell Ashtar refers to us as beings of Shan, comes in peace, warns us about our weaponisation tendencies and says religion and science are one. Interestingly, on January 23rd 1953, Ashtar warns that we are about to use atomic weapons again. Obviously that didn't quite come to pass in the typical sense, which we can't rule out was because of Ashtar's message that a hydrogen bomb was never utilised during the Cold War, though the US did develop and test one in 1954.
1: So he was close. So he took a wild guess, took a punt. (laughs) And was nearly right. It's like me saying, there'll be a goal in a football game. (laughs) (laughs) Might not be the football game you're watching, but there's a football game going on somewhere and there was a goal. Maybe you'd heard rumours of um, some weaponry being developed maybe he knew scientists it's cold war times isn't it so
0: obviously the nuclear bomb had happened
1: propaganda from saying that other countries had developed this and this is why we need to do it so we need all our brightest minds to come and work for us and create this to protect ourselves
0: Mm -hmm. from the
1: big bad wolf over there He's yeah. not the big bad wolf. Nukes were
0: kind of the buzz topic back then. Um, I'm going to apologise in advance because there's one more Ashtar message to come. <laughs> the last message from Ashtar on March 20th, 1953 says
2: You will be hearing of an increase of phenomena resulting in many hallucinations by your people, so called. We have been in your immediate vicinity. I repeat, do not be alarmed by unusual occurrences around you. We are now over Mississippi River, and now we arrive over your city of San Francisco. It is not our purpose to bring you continual reports of destruction ahead. Man has created his own destructive rotational shrine, is in a terrible state. From our centre, we have activated three and a half million primary units around this planet. Our plans are taking shape. Be prepared for anything, my love. I am Ashtar! As you can hear,
0: it sounds as though Ashtar is pissed at us, but is also protecting us. Is Ashtar the source of all those UAP
1: sightings? the funk does he mean by be prepared for anything? Like... Just some general advice? <laughs> hey, Just be prepared for anything, mate. <laughs> you know.
0: It's so generic, isn't it? Like be so prepared. ambiguous.
1: If he would have busted out into the Lion King song of uh, be prepared, I'd have taken him seriously, but he didn't.
0: Whatever happens next, he can be like,
1: I want you to be prepared.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a no no-lose situation.
1: It's like Kev. In the future, go out with a coat. You won't regret it. Be prepared for the weather. Be prepared for a probe. You be prepared for a probe. I will. All right, then. My love. Hmm. To remind you of, my love. Who is he talking to there? Was he talking to the planet? Was he talking to uh, Adamski 2.0?
0: I think he's talking to Van Tassel, yeah.
1: So he's... uh,
0: My love.
1: In a romantic relationship with Van Tassel now, is he?
0: Well, I don't know if there's any commitment involved, but...
1: I never said commitment.
0: It's likely that there's some sort of relationship there, yes. I mean, Van Tassel's receiving all these messages. Van Tassel is the receiver.
1: Mm. Van Tassel does like to receive, doesn't he? Pro-ba.
0: I need to be clear about what I've just shared. The communications started telepathically, but some of the later messages were delivered in person, Van Tassel had received contact from many individuals, including Portler, Maxlow, Lax, Blarock, Newt, and Vela. But for some reason, likely because they were said to be the most powerful alien cruising space, it was the contact with
1: Ashtar
0: that really got things going. The word begun spreading between channels. Channel replaced the term "medium for those who receive messages, with this obviously being the age of television. Anyway, by this point, Ashtar had shared with Van Tassel a technique to rejuvenate cell tissue.
1: So, uh, did anyone else witness Portler, Maxlow, Lax, Blarock? A newt. Yeah. Oh, this this whole trailer. this whole So the whole gr- cult group. The
0: uh The group, yes. They all witnessed it via the telepathic messages from Van Tassel and the ghostwriting.
1: So they didn't actually witness the physical it all. beings turn up.
0: Well it's arguable.
1: If they did, they witnessed a delivery man who was given a specific note to wear a specific uniform and turn up I'm so (laughs) (laughs) sceptical
0: Van Tassel was instructed by four aliens from Venus Ah, who visited on August the 24th 1953 in person they landed on Van Tassel's airstrip and guided Van Tassel in how to build something Come 1957, Van Tassel would begin construction of the Integratron to enable that rejuvenation of cell tissue.
1: Was it also to try and give him some integrity to his bullshit story? No, he was full of that.
0: The INTEGRATRON would work via generating strong intermittent magnetic fields, creating plasma through coronal aka electrical discharge and negative air ionisation. Basically, stick a Tesla coil and split ring resonator together and BOOM! In layman's terms, Van Tassel believed that you could recharge human cells as if they were batteries. Van Tassel was receiving messages from humans who had passed away, such as Nikola Tesla too. hence being able to build this. The Integratron's initial construction was complete by 1959, financed mainly through donations and the proceeds of the many successful UFO conventions. See, Van Tassel wasn't taking people's money. He was sticking it straight back into the cause, and he got most of that money through conventions. Now you may think, okay, this is small fry, but let me tell you, these UFO conventions were the da- bomb There were up to 11,000 people in attendance, and they went on for 25 years. All the while, Van Tassel continued to work on the Integratron, which I've included a photo of below for you, Moonwalker.
1: Before we get onto this picture,
0: this better be a positive question.
1: All right. Van Tassel used to work on aeroplanes, correct? Correct. And he also used to work on cars. Yep. So at some point, has he tried to think of some mechanical way he could create something that would. Not necessarily power, but charge or replenish a human's cells, the same way that um, the ions inside a car battery would charge, the same way an alternator would work. So, as a former mechanic,
0: did that ever occur to you? And did you try to build something to replicate that in humans? No, because <laughs> you didn't Cause get I'm Ashtar's not messages. Donkeys. <laughs> At this point, you're calling more than 11,000 people bonkers, sir.
1: I'd happily call a million people bonkers. How many people brought Rebecca Black's Friday? Didn't go to number one and go platinum?
0: Is that that song? Friday,
1: Friday. So there are a million people that are (laughs) stupid as fuck. So I will quite happily call 11,000 people. That's
0: my favourite song? Dumb. (laughs) <laughs> I pull out like, a drawer and it's just full of CDs of that one song that I've bought repeatedly. I bought all f- 988,000 of them.
1: <laughs> so I'm looking at a picture of the Integratron, mm-hmm. which so it, is yep. currently a dome-like structure with windows between two trees yep. with a wooden picket fence. I don't know if it'll be a picket fence, actually. Eh, kind it's of. It's a wooden fence.
0: So you can see it's kind of a dome-like structure. Yeah. It does indeed exist. And imagine a Tesla coil that sparks off into...
1: So do you have a picture of what's inside the building? No. So right now, you are telling me that that is pretty much just...
0: There are reasons we'll get into this. So it's a tip. Van Tassel would hold the Giant Rock Spacecraft Convention annually between 1953 and 1978. The peak of 11,000 attendees was in 1959. Pretty much every famous contactee appeared at these events, but the most famous contactee, yes, George Adamski, was said to have boycotted the convention, (laughs) but that's bullshit son, Adamski actually attended the third annual convention in 1955 and gave a 35-minute lecture as well as an interview. They had all the big dogs, Truman Beforum and Kenneth Arnold too. It was reportedly the only ever proper convention Adamski attended. Of course, Van Tessel also published a book titled, I Rolled a Flying Saucer in 1952 and 1955, along with about four other books. Van Tassel would even go on to explain that the Bible was misunderstood extraterrestrial visitations and that, for example, Jesus was an alien. Oh, we've heard
1: that before. Remember your comment right about the start. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the title I wrote, A Flying Saucer, I think I've heard that before. You might have touched upon it in another one. So, uh, Adamski went. Yep. And saw his protégé, which is why he never went to another one. He didn't well, want to give... think about it.
0: Adamski went to this. Yeah. Was Adamski Van Tessel's protégé?
1: No, Adamski was first. How was he? Because I said so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> his first thing was in 1947, remember? Adamski was the 50s. Again.
1: I said so. (laughs) Or maybe, uh, I can't remember exactly what year Adamski was, but if this um, Adamski was just out to make some money, so maybe he went here. Inspired by this guy. He wasn't, but maybe he went here and tried to get some some tips. Maybe. And he got all he could out of him. Did Adamski get 11,000 people? He got more than that. Bulls. He had his own ranch. For him? Yeah. And he had people working for him, going out, getting him some Mooney. All two of them. Some Mooney. <laughs> hmm. Imagine that. 11,000
0: people at a UFO convention. It's bonkers when you think about it.
1: You say that, but you know full well we would go to a UFO convention. Oh, I'm not saying we wouldn't, but. I mean, I wouldn't give him. Them... How many people do you actually think gave money to this because they thought it was funny? I'd give money because Because it's entertaining. I was about to say, I wouldn't give money to this. And then right through my head, it just went, I'd give money to this because it's just funny. The
0: thing is, the difference between this one and other folks is that he's investing everything back into it. So he truly believes that he's getting these messages and he's going to heal people. He doesn't. He does. Why would he spend all the money on this he, thing that is documented? This
1: happened. I think he just wants to build the
0: the Integratron. It, yeah,
1: I mean that's all it is. And he's like, "How can I get people to give me the money to build this?" Well, he's because no one. To... No one's going to believe that I can build a essentially a human alternator. So he's he's cocked up. Some cocked up. He's um cooked up. <laughs> <laughs> some air brain scheme to get himself some money to uh, build his human alternator called the Integratron. And it's tr- called the Integratron just so to try and make it sound like it's got integrity.
0: Agreeing that he's trying to help benefit humanity, you're just not agreeing that aliens are inspiring it.
1: I think he's trying to create something to put himself on the map. <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit about humanity. So
0: skeptical. <laughs> At this point, you may be thinking that a lot of the messages are bullshit. Because they are all telepathic or in-person visits that nobody else witnessed. Well, in 1971, a British radio UFO talk show received a call-in. But this wasn't like any other call-in. This call was claimed to originate from actual outer space. Guests on this show actually believe this call to be genuine i looked for this everywhere but unfortunately whilst it's referenced loads i couldn't find a genuine clip of the audio today so i have to apologize for that the point being though all this has had a long lasting influence and messages are still being received no they're not
1: it's one of those things where if you were able to hack into a radio broadcast center Mm -hmm. and start relaying messages. Of course, they're going to think it's real because they wouldn't believe that anyone would be able to hack in. It's like, um, say, for example, TV was... When TV first came out, a lot of people probably thought that pre-recorded TV was live. It's probably the same kind of thing. They believe just because the message is coming in, fuck me, this cannot be real, so it must be real. (laughs) I mean, that sounds pretty convincing to me. I know, right? What a load of bullshit. Whoa, sir.
0: I call...
1: Into the radio station and... Claim... Bullshit! bullshit. Whilst all of this was going on... WKYB. Bullshit radio.
0: (laughs) Robert Short, a.k.a. Bill Rose editor of the 1950s UFO magazine Interplanetary News Digest Why do they have such long names? Shh (coughs) (laughs) Had seen a close friend and member of Van Tassel's group Take it back, it's
1: called UFO Mind
0: Short begun spreading messages of extraterrestrial contact too, but Van Tassel did not agree that these messages were legitimate, specifically stating that Short wasn't speaking with the original Ashtar. They fell out.
1: Stepped on his toes.
0: Short therefore veered off and formed his own group, Ashtar Command. Van Tassel said Ashtar gave him a key so that only he could decipher the true alien messages, though, so the rest had to be bullshit. Then more began spreading the good word. Mediums and channelers such as Eloise Moella and Yvonne Cole from 1986. Honestly, I could fill about six episodes with all the ways in which these groups and channelers split off, Suffice to say, by the 1980s, Van Tassel had moved on from the contact scene, mainly because he passed away suddenly from a heart attack in 1978. Van Tassel was still working on the Integratron at the time of his passing. A new girl on the block, Thelma B. Turrell, aka Tuella, emerged from the shadows as Ashtar's new primary spokesperson. Tuella gathered many of Ashtar's messages and herself published a book called Ashtar. A tribute.
1: This is just a tribute.
0: Tuella, to too, could be an episode herself so I didn't probe her, but this shit spread like the plague. So many folks popped up with messages from Ashtar that by the late 1990s it was no longer possible to identify Ashtar or Ashtar's personality. Things would contradict each other, Ashtar would be worrying about nukes to one person but warning about pole shift to another. Meanwhile to another, Ashtar would be spreading peace and love. Today the Ashtar movement remains a prominent section of UFO religion. The Integratron, meanwhile, still stands and is used as a tourist attraction, offering sound baths. But the Tesla shit is no longer inside. It has vanished without a trace.
1: There you have it. Ashtar. So everyone was like, right, let's get in on this. Once Van Tassel passed, it was
0: free reign. They were like,
1: let's take it this way we can say this, we can claim this, we can try and get people to believe what we want to believe. So they were all splintering off.
0: Short wanted it, but Van Tassel weren't having none of it. But then when Van Tassel passed, Tuella, the new legitimate Ashtar spokeswoman, arose.
1: It's as if Short realised that Adamski 2.0 was talking bullshit all along and tried to see what he could get out of it. See if he could... uh, Sway more people his way and line his pockets, and uh, possible with the Tesla stuff vanishing, mm-hmm. it's just been it's either been nicked or it's just been taken out.
0: I suppose there would have been a lot of metal, so it could have been nicked for mm. that purpose, or maybe it did what it was supposed to do, and the man didn't want that power getting into our hands,
1: or they just took it down like. This is actually some real science behind this bullshit. This is actually electrocuting people. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "He's onto something here," but not what he thought he was. He created the Let's bell. Weaponize it. <laughs> 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 so, Greybeard has. Popped in pictures of uh, Grandpa Short and Grandma Tuella, and uh, you can see why they wouldn't get on. They look like a little married couple, They're just arguing.
0: Tuella looks quite believable
1: in her own way. So, Van Tassel had a key that only he could decipher. Yeah, sure, sure he did.
0: Until he gave it to Tuella somehow.
1: Did he give it to? Did he pass it on when he'd passed on? Like, I'm going to have to pass on that question. <laughs> did he visit her? Uh, after he'd passed away, and gave her the key,
0: I reckon Ashtar made contact without needing the key the first time and told her that moving
1: forward, this she is the would key. Have the power.
0: No, no, he was like, "This is she the key." Every the time power. I say "hello,"
1: this that's an A, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I can totally see why this is a me case. <laughs> <laughs> bonkers. Give it the respect it deserves, son. I can now see why you're so sceptical when I bring you these cases. <laughs>
0: I go along with them. No, you don't. I do. Uh,
1: Till the end. <laughs> I just can't believe it when someone just closes their eyes and says they're channeling someone. It's just, it's not believable. It's bullshit. Like I said, if someone would have slapped him and he didn't break from the, ta- from the trance, I'd have given him his dues for being able to take a slap and stay in character. But I wouldn't have believed him. And the uh, well stuff for the radio... Yeah, nonsense.
0: That's it really for Van Tassel and the original Ashtar. So to summarise... Shit. I don't even know. (laughs) We've covered George Van Tassel, creator of the Integratron and the most successful UFO encounter centre of the age. Van Tassel moved into some underground structures below Giant Rock in California after the previous owner blew himself up under suspicion of being a German spy. I guess Van already had an interest in UFOs because he'd soon started up Supernatural Meditation Sessions and before you know it, he's moving from one alien group to the next and this is taking off and I'm just going to say here, I forgot how batshit crazy this case has been all through. (laughs) Van Tassel developed an airstrip, cafe and all sorts of shit as he began being spoken to by extraterrestrials. Members of the Van Tassel's groups would write down what Van Tassel said as he was being golden-showered by the aliens. UFO conventions started and got very popular, with the pinnacle being 11,000 attendees. Van Tassel would use money from this to build the Integratron which he was told by the extraterrestrials could rejuvenate cells. Whilst all of this was going on, Van Tassel's former friend Robert Shaw or Bill Rose formed Ashtar Command, a rival group also spreading Ashtar's peaceful message, but Van Tassel called bullshit on this. He called bullshit. Van Tassel would go on to write books detailing word for word his communications from Ashtar and the conventions would go on for 25 years until Van Tassel's sudden passing away. By this point, others too had begun receiving Ashtar's message and Ashtar's focus and personality got somewhat lost amongst all the different versions but today, the Ashtar movement remains a prominent UFO religion. And one last thing... The FBI were allegedly truthfully suspicious of Van Tassel suspecting him to be a Cold War spy. (laughs) That's the lot. Anything you want to go over before you say those magic
1: words? The FBI took the uh, Tesla coil. Um, Possible? Do you reckon that Ashtar, the movement today, has a secret kind of code like, you know how in uh, Dude, Where's My Car? So-san. yeah. Do you reckon yeah. there's, a, there's one for Ashtar? Ashtar. Ashtar? Ashtar! We're making A's at each other. And a T. Ashtar!
0: And it opens like secret doors and shit.
1: <laughs> I'm going to try it. Next time we go out, I'm going to walk up to a bouncer. Ashtar.
0: <laughs> they let you into the secret room with sacrifices going on. <laughs> i you get probed. <laughs> lead to peace and love you didn't know it was going to be that kind of love <laughs> oh, yeah, bad stuff. Be... <laughs> so I think I know where you're going here very hard into yes territory are you saying that it was aliens
1: I am going to say that Van Tassel Adamski 2.0 who came first fought That if he could convince people that this was aliens, he could make himself some money and create stuff that he wanted to create. It's a mad scientist, really. Um, Mm, Good take. But was he actually receiving words from Ashtar himself? Yes. Because he created Ashtar in his mind, and he created a vision of Ashtar. And what Ashtar was... What Ashtar stood for. So, did he receive communications from Ashtar himself? Yes. Were they bullshit and made up? Yes. Was this aliens? No. This was not aliens. Such punk.
0: So, this file, yeah. What could you say, really? Bullshit. Another alleged experiencer, but this time he isn't touring the world. Van Tassel is bringing the world to him. It's amazing how this got so popular. Van Tassel must have been very credible and engaging to convince so many. Through all of this, I couldn't decide whether Van Tassel believed it all himself and I guess that makes it more believable in a sense. Like looking back at Dr. Strangers and Valiant 4, strangers love to laugh so much that you kind of felt that you were in on the joke here Van Tassel was so deep inside that you just about believed that he believed it was true except for you <laughs> but it wasn't nope not for me you can't just say your shit is real and everyone else's is bullshit <laughs> if you're being visited you should be open to the idea that others may be visited too But the man must have put on quite a show to attract those numbers, knowingly hoaxing or not, and he provided a service to the people. Any final thoughts for you, good sir?
1: I want to know what happened to the insides of the alternator. The Integratron. Mm hmm. Alternator.
0: Integratron! This thing is famous! You can't.
1: Human alternator.
0: (laughs) you're going to do that on a night (laughs) out I'll see you later on in the night where you been? you'll be limping (laughs)
1: nowhere
0: (laughs) leave it alone (laughs) I've been here the whole time I need some ice cream for my ass that's today's show folks thank you for listening to but it was aliens ah If you want to support the podcast, you can head over to butitwasaliens.co.uk and make a purchase from our store, which drops a few pennies into the pro pot and keeps us going. Or, if you'd like to hear more of what we do, only covering more widely paranormal tales, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash... But it was Aliens, where each month we complete an exclusive side probe into a subject other than Aliens. Don't tell the Aliens. What are you looking at me like that for, son? You're looking at me like I've uh, missed something. You can also find us on the Twitter. (laughs) But it was Aliens where you can oh, <laughs> I was curious to see what happened if I uh, just removed it from the notes and did it myself until next time
1: so you got to do the rest now
0: what do you mean the rest Facebook uh, it's all in the episode notes check the episode notes folks you lazy motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I write the damn notes <laughs> you lazy mother trucker <laughs> I'm working <laughs> Right, until next time. <laughs> if your data is stored in the cloud, what happens when it's a clear sky? <laughs> the truth is up there. Hashtag. <laughs> pro- <laughs> back. Wah, wah, wah. Hashtag. Hashtag.